three, two, one. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode number 52 of, te- is it 52? I think it's 53, right? It, it might be 52. Episode number 50-something of Teddy Bears and Tentacles podcast. My name is Quinn, and I'm your host, and I have with me today, Skinny Rick. That's right. Also the host. That's me. Correct. What's going on, man? Just chilling, looking up if it's the right episode number. 52. Yeah, dude, I had it right. 52. So episode number 52, um, we've had, we took a week off last week, did we? Hmm. Maybe One week not. ago. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we didn't take a week off. I thought we took a week off. Did we? I don't know, man. But we're about to take a week off. Anyway, we've had a lot of stuff happen since the last episode, uh, whenever that was. And uh, we so we have a lot to cover. Um, so let's go ahead and start uh, with the first tab. Uh, this is just some random stuff that I kind of ran into through the last week. This is not what I was um, expecting. Yeah, so let's read this. This is from HuffPost. Um, I would just say what it is, but then that's pretty much the whole thing. So scroll up a bit. Or is this the top of it already? You want me okay. to go? You just go to underneath it, that, this? whatever that is, that lady's mouth. Um, what? Yeah, that was, it was just a lady's mouth on that oh. video. So, uh, Viet- Vietnamese police say they will investigate a factory that was found recycling about thir- 320,000 used condoms for resale. Local media reported Thursday. Following a trip, for a tip from local resident Ben Dong, provincial market inspectors over the weekend raided a factory near Mo Chi Minh City where they found used condoms being repacked for sale at the market. The state owned uh, Tui. Tui Trey paper reported. A market inspector said the owner of the factory, a 34-year-old woman, confessed that they bought the used condoms from a man in the province. The condoms were washed, reshaped, and packed into plastic packages, the newspaper said. It said the police announced they will investigate and track down others involved in the operation. A call to police for comment was not answered on Thursday. So, um, this is obviously like a huge health risk um it's pretty crazy dude i've never you know a couple uh a couple did we cover this on the podcast maybe like a month or two ago there was somebody who a lady somewhere um in an asian country that had washed like forty thousand dollars or something like that because she was scared that it had COVID on it it was like forty thousand dollars cash and destroyed it the government replaced it did we do we talk about that on here? I think so. Yeah. Well, it, this is basically a lot more hardcore than it, that. The guy's name is Ben Dong. Yeah. I don't know, dude. This that is, seems kind of that dude. That seems <sighs> sus to me. Isn't it great whenever people's names are like go with the crime that they're like Anthony Weiner? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Oh man. I don't know, dude. Uh this is pretty crazy. Three hundred twenty thousand used condoms. First off, you know, I don't know how much condoms are over there, but they're not uh extremely expensive in general. So why would you Money, dude. They're trying to you know, they're trying to get money. Maybe. Maybe they're trying to get money and AIDS. Those are the two dude. that they're trying to get. Man. It's pretty nasty, but uh get, oh. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what this investigation, like what they get charged with and all of that. Yeah, it's gross. First of all, I don't like the idea of ever really being in a situation where, you know, I'm using anything that belonged to someone else yeah. That goes on, you know, on my body. Yeah. Like clothes, even then. Yeah. Like I want to wash them. Yeah. I want, like, I want to make sure. Yeah. You know, if someone gives me their hat, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not putting on the hat. Yeah. Not wearing I'm not hat. trying to, you know. Hat and shoes are off limits yeah. for me. Anything that you wear that gets real musty, 
Mm-hmm. No, dude. And that's the mustiest thing you can get right there. The wiener. Uh, yeah. Wiener sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wiener so, glove, they call it. Yeah, dude. Sometimes. Pretty crazy. Uh, what's the next thing? I'm not really sure. Wow. Go There's up. a lot of stuff happening right here. That's that's the top of it. Whoa, dude. What are you talking about? Dude, what is happening? Scroll down some. It's a stock thing. Hit. Can you hit back on that page and see if it'll... Uh, is it one of these? This? No. No. Okay, well, I don't know which one that is. What's the next one? Scroll up. Okay, so the main thing that we wanted to cover today was uh, two days ago or or, yeah, two nights ago was the first of the Trump-Biden presidential debates, which did you watch them? No. Okay, so I watched them about two and a half times. And I read the transcript multiple times. And uh, the reason that I did that was there was a... First off, there was tons of crosstalk in it where they literally went uh, seven to ten seconds at times where both of them were talking over one another, saying different things. It was extremely unprofessional, but... uh, you know, in my opinion, the result of it was um, the demonstration that neither one of these guys are are fit or are professional uh, enough to be sitting at that desk. In my opinion, I mean, I saw a tweet yet. I what was it yesterday or two days ago? It made me so happy. It was a uh, man. This sucks. I like them both. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I, well, I didn't see that, but that's funny. Um, but I did see, uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, he was, Trump was kind of getting into it with Chris Wallace, the, the moderator, (laughs) honestly, like more than he did with Joe Biden in certain segments. So it was like, man, uh, the Trump Chris Wallace debate was crazy tonight. (laughs) Uh, dude, it was, it was bizarre, you know? You go up there and they're supposed to present different topics and questions within the topics. And each segment is set to last 15 minutes with two minute segments within each segment in which each is supposed to have uh, interrupted time. And that never happened. Uh, Joe Biden told Trump to shut up once. He told him to stop yapping once. Um but there's a lot of controversy kind of surrounding it too. Two really bizarre things kind of happened in it. Um, and we want to talk about those things today. So one of the things that got brought up uh, by President Trump was uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden's uh, alleged $3.5 million uh, transfer from the former wife of the... Uh, former Moscow mayors. I don't know any other way to say that. He got three and a half million dollars from the former mayor of Moscow's wife. So uh, Trump brings that up, and oh, weird. Uh, Joe Biden says that um, it has been delegitimized and that it's not real. Um, and so we want to to kind of go over it and talk about why that got brought up. It did get, it did hit the news about two days before the debates. Um, but it never really got covered in depth, which I don't think that what we're going to share now is going to shed a lot more light on the situation. But I figured that, um, we would just read it for the people who don't really know what he was talking about. So this is from Forbes. Um, as he re- repeatedly interrupted and spoke over Joe Biden during the first presidential debate on Tuesday, President Trump sought to shift the conversation to Hunter Biden and the $3.5 million payment Hunter allegedly received from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Scroll down some. Um, so these are the key facts. Trump raised the allegation uh, about the payment at least 10 times on Tuesday. 
Uh, and whenever it says 10 times, it just means they were arguing. And he would say, you know, it's not real. And he goes, it's $3.5 million. And he'd say, yeah, but it's been, you know, they've discredited it. And he goes, it's, yeah, but three points. So that's what he's talking about whenever they say 10 mm -hmm. times. Uh, the payment the president was referring to was an allegation detailed in a report into Hunter Biden's dealings in Ukraine released by uh, Senators Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, and Chuck Grassley from Iowa last week, which was criticized for being politically motivated and resurfacing old claims that were initially raised during the Senate impeachment trial. The report alleges an investment from Hunter Biden co-founded Rosemont Seneca Thornton received $3.5 million in a wire transfer from Elena Baterina, who allegedly received illegal construction contracts from her husband, the former mayor of Moscow. The alleged payment to the investment firm was a part of a consultancy agreement with Baterina, uh, though the report does not claim there's anything illegal about the transaction. Hunter's lawyer, George Messeries, told Washington Post Biden was not a co-founder of the investment firm and had no interest in it. Therefore, the claim uh, that he was paid $3.5 million is false. Um, so then it just says that, uh, you know, it's proven to be untrue. So basically the controversy that surrounds this is that this, um, this firm that he was consulting had been involved in money laundering and uh, sex trafficking at some point and that, you know, Trump brings it up himself in the debate that Hunter Biden was being paid $180,000 per month. And that's how the $3.5 million sum uh, was given to him. So, um, you know, we kind of, I, I dug into it a little bit. It is stuff that, uh, like I said, like they say, was brought up in the impeachment trial, the impeachment trial, you know, that investigation covered tons of different th things, including, um, everything that had been involved within the last couple of years, uh, Hunter Biden being one of those things. If you remember some pictures, pictures surfaced after Joe Biden had said that, uh, he had no dealings with the Ukraine of like of them, him and his yeah. son and, you know, playing golf with the Ukrainian people. So, um, that's kind of what that's about. What do we have another tab on this? Um, I think I do. Yeah, so this is one that just uh, kind of runs through the thing. We're not going to go through this on, you know, the how it was actually old old claims that were repackaged and represented. It's kind of looked like new stuff. Um, you know, as we get closer to the election, you're going to see more stuff like that. Uh, more than likely, People false narratives being sticks. spun. Yeah, from both sides. Yeah, you know, it's going to be from both sides. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things to where, uh, well, I mean, really the whole debate was just them taking shots at one another. Very little policy was actually covered. The policy that they did cover was mostly on, you know, climate change, which was interesting uh, with the political climate that we're in today. Um, which is not changing. much actual, yeah, not much actual, um, not much actual policy was discussed so let's go to the next thing okay so this there there are i have two transcripts here that i'm going to be reading from this is uh from the debate itself there are two reasons i want to read this one uh being that um they were talking over each other at uh different points this particular point has bred controversy just because of uh you know, because of the polit political climate that we're in. The other thing, the other reason that I wanted to read this is because it actually, uh, this particular transcript was the first one whenever you Google that popped up and it leaves out uh, probably the most important thing that this controversy is kind of centered around right now. So it, at different points, you hear uh, Trump tell Joe Biden that he lost the left, one of them being... Uh, he was kind of prodding at him, trying to get him to even say, if you even say the words law and order, you will lose the radical left. Um, and yeah. so, and also 
uh, at one point, Joe Biden, he was kind of prodding at Joe Biden about um, the protests. He's like, you know, you're like, there's all this violence and these this rioting and stuff that's going on. He's like, but you call that a peaceful protest. And he's like, go ahead and, you know, say it's not. Like, you can't say that it's not a peaceful protest because you'll lose your side. Um, and the same thing at one point happened with Trump. So this is what uh, I wanted to go over. So let's scroll up just a little bit. Um, I'll tell you when to stop so that we can get the whole. So in this portion, Chris Wallace asks Donald Trump, uh, this is what he says, you have repeatedly criticized the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But you are willing tonight to condemn white supremacists. But are you? But are you willing tonight to to condemn white supremacists and militia group and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. So Kenosha, he's referring to the 17-year-old that had shot the two people um, at that one protest, you know, probably about a month ago at this point. Um, Trump says, sure, I'm willing to do that. And so this is all happening very quickly and they're all talking over one another trump says sure i'm willing to do that chris wallace says are you prepared specifically to do it uh trump says i would say almost every i would say almost everything i see is from the left wing not from the right wing chris wallace says but what are what are you saying he said i'm willing to do anything i want to see peace chris wallace says well do it sir joe biden says say it do it this is where it's important right here uh in this transcript, it says, Trump says, what do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a name. Go ahead. Who do you want me to condemn? Chris Wallace says, and as Chris Wallace is saying this, Joe Biden is talking over him. Chris Wallace says, white supremacists and right wing militia. Joe Biden, when he says that, says Proud Boys, which you know who the Proud Boys are? No. The Proud Boys... Uh, Gavin McGinnis, who he was one of the co-founders of Vice, uh -huh. uh, people consider him a right-wing extremist, and there was he had kind of a group of people that supported him that were going and basically fighting Antifa in uh, in different protests and stuff in the past. Uh, they would go and physically fight them, okay. um, and they are considered fascist because Antifa. Uh, is considered anti-fascist. So anyone that would be would stand up against um, Antifa would have to be fascist, uh, logically, right? Yeah, sure. No, no not logically. But uh, this transcript, in this transcript, it does not have that Joe Biden says Proud Boys over Chris Wallace saying white supremacists and militia groups. Huh. It skips that. It next goes to Trump saying, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. This is not a right-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. So them leaving out the fact that Biden shouted Proud Boys in this transcript, and this being the first one that you pull up on Google, is an issue because it makes it look like Donald Trump has a group of people that back him that are racist, that are white supremacists, and that they're called the Proud Boys. So it insinuates that Donald Trump knows who they're talking about. Yeah. And he tells them, uh, stand back and stand by, which that's where the controversy so socially is coming from. Why does he say stand back and stand by and not to stand down? Um, yeah. I think that that's probably what he meant. It's hard for me even to imagine Donald Trump saying, hey, militia and right-wing extremists, uh, just hang back and I'll holler at you if I, you know, because mm -hmm. that's kind of what standby insinuates. But it's a big deal right now um, that this, you know, that he wasn't willing to say that about white supremacists and militia groups. In my opinion, if you go back and listen to it, my opinion is that um, Joe Biden's voice through the stream, at least, was louder than Chris Wallace saying white supremacists and what a, and 
militia groups when Joe Biden says the words Proud Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it moved so fast that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to defend the guy, but, um, you know, he does. There are a, a group of his well, supporters. It's certainly odd that they wouldn't include it in a transcript. Yeah, it's very, especially the first one that comes up, you know. So um, I want to look also, go ahead to the next transcript. Same site. Um, and this is where, uh, this is the part that I was talking about, Joe Biden. So go back a bit. Um, okay, stop. So they're talking about Baltimore. Um, and how violent that was. So Biden says, oh my Lord, uh, Trump says, but the reason Biden interrupts, this is ridiculous, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Trump says after a, a couple more little interruptions, uh, don't want to talk like you about law and order. Uh, Joe Biden says violent crime. Trump says, and you still haven't mentioned, are you in favor of law and order? And Joe Biden says, I'm in favor of law. You, he gets interrupted. Are you in favor of law and order? You ask a question, let him finish. Chris Wallace, scroll down some. Um, so a little bit more of that. Uh, back and forth. And then Joe Biden finally says, law and order with justice where people get treated uh, fairly. So, I mean, Trump brings up a interesting point. You know, there is a large portion of the left right now that do have socialist and Marxist ideology. There are a lot of them that want to tear down policing and some of these old law systems that have been in place for a very long time. And so for Joe Biden at all, even with saying uh, law and order with justice and for people to get treated fairly, there there is just a large portion of the left that is against law and order, period. So. It'll be interesting to see how that statement uh, affects his campaign within the next, I mean, we're a month and a couple days away at this point. So um, it'll be interesting. Have any comments on any of that? Well, I mean, just like, that's the thing though, is like they can't get Trump to say like, they can't get Trump to say something, you know, that's going to change the people who are voting, you know, his votes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if he comes out and is like, and, and straight up they get him to be like, I think that the protesting is beneficial. Yeah. Nobody's saying that the pro, you know, the people who are, you know, who are going to be voting for him aren't, you know, are the people who are like, yeah, the protest protesting fine. Yeah. But yeah. the rioting, see, yeah. that's where they lose. And, and what happens is you've got Biden for some reason, who's supposed to represent a huge way more diversity. That's why I, and I, and I feel like it's, I feel like it's true that I feel like that's why Trump, you know, he keeps being like, you know, you're, you're losing the left. Yeah. And he's like, even more, you know, even more, people are moving to the right like you know even people who are i guess center left or whatever <clears throat> are finding themselves more center right yeah that's and yeah. that's just and it, the reality is that like you know there's all this crazy stuff happening and people just don't want the chaos yeah and that's the you know yeah, that's the whole situation where if he were even to come out and be like, if he were to come out and start, you know, openly like supporting the I like this Black Lives Matter thing, he could do that and still get the votes uh, because he would just keep the same like, yeah, protest. That's great. Yeah. Stop burning stuff down. Yeah. And you're completely right about that. You know, I know. Um, but Biden could not. Biden, you know, I yeah. don't think if Biden came out and was like, all right, 
this, you know, these riots need to stop. He would lose all the, you know, all the people who were going to yeah. vote for him. I know um, a few, you know, hardcore Trump supporters in town here that sure. if you go to all of these protests that are happening for the stimulus uh, act downtown, um, they're down there. You know, the mar the Save the Children marches, they're down there, you know, every time. Multiple times a sure. week, um, sometimes, and you know those people are against the the I, Black Lives Matter protests because of what happened. I mean, look the here, the march that I'm, happened here happened yeah. days after we all got to watch things sure. burn in Minnesota yeah. and yeah. people get the shit beat out of them in Denver. Like, yeah. well, I'm gonna say the same thing. I've I'm gonna say the same thing. I've I've kept saying. These people who the left hate and call far right wing, you know, yeah. like these, you know, there are like I'm I am I am positive that there are some militia groups out there who are a bunch of racist dudes out, you know, on their buddies' land shooting guns and stuff. It's there. Yeah, I grew Here's, up with a bunch of them. Exactly. But these, these, they, they, they lump all these people into the same category. These, these militia groups, these people who are pro Second Amendment. Dude, we had the, the I'm going to, you know, the uh, protests in Virginia. Yeah, the gunnery. Where everyone ha was strapped, dude. Yeah. Everyone looked yeah. like they were Hawaiian out of shirts. a militia. Yes. It looked like they were straight out of a militia. Yeah. Dude, and no one got hurt. Nobody. But we're gonna show up and we're gonna protest, you know, yeah. in these big cities, and we're burning stuff down, beating people yeah. near to death. People are getting shot. Yeah. All this stuff. It's because it's not a protest at that point. And that's my thing: is you, the left. This is the. This is the. This is my thing right here. They're hurting themselves because they're taking this course of violence. And they sit, they call anyone on the right racist and dangerous, right? When on, you know, these people who are the center right, you know, yeah. they, they're the ones who even, even further right, you know, pretty conservative people like what you're saying, they're going, they're protesting because they believe in the first amendment and the right yeah. to freedom of speech. Yeah. And if they would just not, there's a lot of hate. There's so much hate yeah. from from the from from the left when they want to talk about how how everyone you know people need to be more accepting. We need yeah. love and equality. All like all the hate, you know, yeah. it's it's just it's just pouring out yeah. onto all these protests, and they're hurting their ability to reach the people of America and really of the world, but specifically to reach people here in America. Because all these people who they hate, who are on the right, who believe in, you know, freedom of speech, would be like I would show up to a protest for, you know, for for like Black Lives Matter type stuff. But 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 if it was constructive, yeah. instead it's it's destructive. Yeah. It's not it's not helping people. Yeah. You know, yes, you have everyone's attention, but now everyone's just pissed off at you. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Now, and, you, now, just people don't like you, yeah. and even and, it, and it's it's it hurts their ability to actually share their message and reach people. Yeah, for people and for people like me, where um, you know I'm not as spry as I used to be. I've dealt with some injury in the last. Yeah. Not trying to get hit know, by a brick or yeah. something. Well, not only that, but it's like you know it, it's a the movement is something that uh, black lives matter. Yeah. Let's like, let's go out there and protest, you know, but like I said, days leading up to it, I'm watching, I can feel the tension, the tension in Denver from here. And it's like, I don't, you know, going out there and doing that is something that I wasn't interested in just because I mean, you know, dude, if I were to get tear gassed or something like that, guess what happens? I'm in the tear gas. I can't, I can't run away fast. Yeah. I can't, you know, I mean, for sure. It just is what it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to tell you this, you know, there, but there are 
on both sides um, what you're talking about. People, I th- I, and I think that this happens a lot. There are misjudgments and miscommunication right. and rumors get spread and um, and it sucks. So a couple, within the last couple of weeks, I uh, filmed an event here. Mm-hmm. And so um, we live in a city that is rich in Southern history. Sure. So it was a constitutional walk to some of the monuments around here. Mm-hmm. I'm filming, and so I can't pay attention to every single thing that's happening around me. Yeah. Um, we get done filming. Callie's out there doing some photography. We're walking, and we're just chatting, and somebody behind us goes, hey, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I, he basically just wanted to talk about the event and it was an older man. And at one point he brings up to me that a guy with uh, a black lives matter flag on his back and a M four started like trying to follow our group around at one point. Oh, and he like had made a comment about like, Oh yeah, well it is second amendment. You can do whatever you want, you know, but he framed it like this was, a guy that was in opposition to what you know what, what we were doing yeah. um here's the thing uh we took the pictures so i got to look at the pictures yeah. and it wasn't that it was a guy who was with us exercising his second amendment right yeah. with whatever his nationality flag was on his back yeah he was a large black man with dreadlocks and it yeah. looked like it was a it didn't look like a Jamaican flag but it looked like it was a it was a whatever flag. Yeah. So he was there for the event. Yeah. Here's the other thing. He was there for the second one too. Yeah. Because there was two <laughs> in a row and it's like what are we doing? Like here's well, a guy well, who is even, making a judgment based on well even that even that is more so my is is I feel like it's further proving my point where what I'm what I'm trying to say is you've got these you've got these far left and far right who are so yeah. polar opposite of each other, right? That see everybody that like here's the line, right? Here's the line. And they see everyone as being if you're if you're far left, you see anyone that crosses that threshold yeah. to the right, they're yeah. in the, you know, they're in the far right. Far right sees anyone who crosses that line into the you know the left far left and the the reality is is that that doesn't work that doesn't make sense it doesn't work people are too di- people are too different there's too yeah. much diversity for that to make sense yeah and and it's the same thing i said it, left and right are s- strictly based off of your perspective yeah you get what i'm saying yeah. everyone feels like Everyone feels like they're right. Everyone feels like they're in the middle, that they're this balanced whatever. And so anyone to the left of them is left and anyone to the right of them is right. And they're using themselves as this reference point, which doesn't work. You get what I'm saying? Like for me growing up, I had friends who I was like, wow, they're really conservative. Like, you know, like they're growing up, you know, you can play 15 minutes on the Wii on Saturday. The rest of the time we're going to be... You know, You're reading your Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or doing, uh, you know, we're going to be reading through some like, you know, ancient history. Yeah. We got, you know, we got the girls are wearing the jean, you know, long jean skirts. Yeah. All of them matching. Yeah, they're all looking the same. They got their hair. They don't cut their hair. Like all this stuff. And then yeah. like they look at me and like I'm just regular, I guess. I'm going around. I, you know, I wear whatever i you know whatever i want i i mean i've got a hoodie on that says thick boy like dude if i had this in even like middle school and high school like their families around would have been yeah like what yeah you're what you know and it's just like they saw me as this some like you know person who's real liberal compared to them but it's like i still like i have guns i go shoot like i like the ability to do that. I enjoy that freedom, but to them, I'm still, you know, 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just... You wear a hoodie that says, Jesus is my boyfriend. Yes. People would have lost their yeah. minds. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. So, I mean, I just... Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I said told you that story is because it it's went just, along with what you're saying. But it was just blatant. Like, hey, man, this... Like, now what we're getting to is the issue that yeah. we are having here. Yeah. So the real reason that you think that this guy is, is a Black Lives is Matter guy... he's black. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you think that he's in opposition of us. Which and, is just silly. Yeah, that's and I also look back at the picture, and it was an AR-15, not a M4. Yeah, well, th- those, it's fine. We don't have to yeah. get into it. So, um, I just, uh, people, and, and, and here's the thing. When I say this, people are always like, I don't think that's true. It, people like to be upset about stuff. Yeah. They like to feel justified in their actions. Okay? They don't want to be wrong. Sure. You get what I'm saying? That's just true. You may not like to be angry. I don't think people enjoy being upset, but people like to be right and feel like they are justified in what they're doing. And there is such a lack of understanding and grace and compassion for each other even though we all live in the same country. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying, hey, let, you know, he's old. Let the guy, you know, let him think what he wants to think. Like, yeah. you know, obviously be like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, look at him. Yeah. You know, challenge people. It's like, look at him. Yeah. Really? You think yeah. this guy's the, you think he's here to stop us? He's at, like, you know, yeah. he's here. So at one of the widest things that somebody can do, yeah. you know, I will give him that. Maybe that was his judgment. It's like Constitution Day walks are a pretty, it's a pretty white pastime. But but why? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I but know. But why? Isn't it all of ours? Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's, for sure. And that's the thing is, is, is people talk about like the laws were never designed to protect black people. It's like, hey. The Constitution applies to you. Yeah. Take yeah. it, take not take advantage of it, abuse it. Take advantage of it, like take that, dude. That's for you. You're an American. That's for you. That yeah. is there to protect you. And that's for me. That's why it's like if we want to talk about if we want to talk about the police officers aren't protecting and serving the way that they should. That's a very different situation from the Constitution. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like yeah. people, people throw all of like you were saying, like when he was like, he can't even say law and order. It's like people throw all this, like all the laws, all of everything into one, like we just need to get rid of it. We just need to do, you know, let's do something different. When the reality is, is that when, and not to say that stuff doesn't need to be updated over time and, you know, things change, but like when our police officers actually do their job, and that that's what they're there for is to yeah. protect and to serve and at that point we just like the question is okay well obviously if we've got people who are out here and there are police officers because i have you know did you ever go you know when we were attending service in pooler did i ever go what to church in pooler yeah. yeah 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 you remember there was the one officer guy who always open carried everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the last person I would want to give a gun to. Yeah, 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 Like, that's my point is, like, there are people who join because they're just a little too excited to get to use that gun. Yeah, yeah. That's where the problem is. And then you end up working for, you know, working a Brinks truck. Yeah. That's my point, is the evaluation process of people getting to be a police officer is a little bit, probably, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah. Because if you just had, I mean, just like good, like people who are, who who their goal is to protect and to serve, not themselves, but the people, that's where it's like, oh, well, that's good. And then you get the people who are like, well, I'm just looking to like, you know, you know, exercise my right to defend myself you know that's a little yeah yeah you get what i'm saying so it's just dude yeah brinks uh like the maybe he's working for armor truck guys how much like they're the most npc depicted people throughout history 
of like film and stuff if you think about it like what's more they're always they always get shot immediately yeah, for sure or tied up yeah you see them for like two seconds and it's like you know it's kind of funny well it's because that's all they have to do to steal all the money yeah exactly <laughs> Um, you gave a guy, you gave a guy a pistol and kind of a bulletproof yeah. vest. But even whenever you see him in person, it's like, oh, one of these guys. You gave this is what you did, dude. You gave some guy a gun, a big white truck, yeah, and uh, you know, and a, maybe a radio, and we're like, hey, go handle thousands and thousands of dollars, you know. Go, go ahead. And everybody... You're going to walk into that Chipotle. You're going to get the thing. Yeah. You're going to take it back to the truck. Yeah. And you know that everybody on the planet at some point has seen one of those people and thought, like, this is what I would do to get that, <laughs> to get this truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, Everything. I've been walking past one at Target, dude. While I'm walking into Target, the truck's just open oh, and yeah. the bag's sitting there. And I'm just like... Yeah, and they're nowhere to be found. Uh, yes. There is not, a guy in there, there like playing on his phone. And Man, I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, we got a little bit more to do yeah, with do. this and then we'll uh, we'll close it out. So um, the last thing they talked about was, uh, or really the only thing that they talked about uh, policy-wise in depth at all was uh, climate change. And so Biden brings up, uh, Trump brings up the Green New Deal and how Biden supports that. And Biden um, basically says, no, uh, you know, the more or less that the Green New Deal is not his thing. It, it, it does play a part. But I wanted to go over what the Green New Deal is for people who don't know um, before we start kind of digging into what uh the two candidates had said so this is it right here so in a nutshell this is green new deal resolution senator edward markey and representative aoc released a 14 page resolution and now green new deal has been a thing you know it's one of those things that's passed through congress over times, the years yeah. you know so this isn't something that they invented um, February yeah. 7, 2019, the approach pushes for transitioning the United States to use 100% renewable, zero emission energy sources, including investment into electrical cars and high-speed rail systems and implementing the social costs of carbon that has been a part of the Obama administration plans for addressing climate change within 10 years. Besides increasing state-sponsored jobs, the Green New Deal also aimed to address the poverty by aiming much of the improvements in the frontline vulnerable communities, which include poor and disadvantaged people to gain additional support. The resolution includes calls for universal health care, increased minimum wages, and preventing monopolies. So, of course, within um, a packaged bill for something that we cannot control, which would be climate change, and I say we cannot control as a loose statement, at this point is something that's much harder to control than it was a couple hundred years ago because of technology. Um, but of course it's politicized and you have in, mm -hmm. uh, stuck in there, you know, the normal democratic, mm. uh, stuff, you know, um, universal healthcare, increased minimum weight, you know, all that stuff. So that's the reason that, that's, that people don't take this thing that's seriously. That's such bull crap to me. And, and not just, not, not to say like from the left, but in general, yeah. left or right, dude, if you're trying to promote something that's supposed to like deal with a problem hey ha, hey ha, hey have it do that yeah have the thing do the thing it's supposed to we don't need you know we don't need the cup holders on it we don't need the extra you know yeah. pockets yeah. just make it you know we don't need a lawnmower with yeah. a that, fan on it that just uh, make the lawnmower that ironically is trump's um plan with this thing so what ends to up pack stuff into yeah, it? Yeah. Well, basically, what Biden says is, "Hey, his plan is," and and Trump goes through it. It's a um, one point something trillion dollar spending over a ten year period in which they would uh, retrofit buildings and factories and all this stuff sure. to to help bring this, back this green new thing. Yeah, to help bring jobs. Yeah, back it, over it, here. Yeah. Well, sure. no, 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 not 
what I was talking about yesterday, that's not what this is. Oh. He's talking about houses, factories, businesses that are that already are already exists. in the U.S. Sure. Hey, you know, Trump brings it up in some places. They want to. They have to tear down the stuff. You're saying rebuilding. Trump is talking about rebuilding? No, no, no. Biden. Biden is talking about Biden. rebuilding yeah. stuff that we already have. Yes, and okay. Trump is going. That's too much money. That's too much. Here's the thing. Um, and we kind of had this conversation. Uh, are you overheard? I, was, I can't yeah, remember. I was you were there, there yeah. or whatever. Oh, I didn't um, contribute. I was just listening. Yeah. I was listening to uh, a guy named Lex Friedman a couple days ago, his podcast, and they were kind of talking about um, extinction, how these different civilizations reach a point yeah. of kind of, uh, if you will, inventors block and technology yeah. stays where it is. It Which ceases is, to move forward. Yes. And then they are unable to deal with the conditions that happen uh, that are uncontrollable within the world. Well, not even just that, but even just other nations, yeah, surpassing yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. So, what, um, you know, what you were talking about with, I kind of, in my opinion, there's no preventing this from happening if we want technology to continue to move forward. At some point, solar it's energy, happen. yeah, solar energy will be something that is legitimate. Yada yada yada, all that stuff. I think that within the COVID crisis, now, now, if that energy what were available, or you know, sure. it, if if you will, um, or the technology to prepare it would be so lines that can be ran, um, or you know, stuff set up. Uh, basically, you know, if we're gonna move businesses out that are outside of the U.S. back into the U.S., now which, would be a great time which, to build everything which with for newer me, technology. You know, and I don't love Trump. Yeah, I'm in the same situation. Like, I don't really like either of them. But I will say, he, him always talking about we need to bring, you know, we need to bring businesses back yeah. into America. We need to bring, like, I think that's great. Yeah. I really, I do. I don't see why we're, why we're, if we're, you know, if we really do want to be like proud of being American, you know, like if we want this, I, this, this label of like, oh, we're America. We, you know, we innovate, we, we lead the, you know, we're leading the, the world in a sense, not, you get what I'm saying? Like if we really do want to be the greatest nation, we need to be the greatest nation. Yeah. Like we need this stuff happening here. You know, we don't need to be, you know, what these companies, oh, it's cheaper yeah. to do it over there. Yeah. You know what else we get? You got kids working in, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. And, that's a big issue when it comes to you know, and unemployment, dude. You're making jobs. Not to say that like that directly affects it, because yeah. obviously, like unemployment is a result isn't a result of there not being jobs. Yeah. But like at the point where there's more diversity of work and availability, it just gives people more options. It opens yeah. that up, and it and it makes it. I personally, and I'm not an expert, so I could be wrong, but I feel like it would make it a lot easier to get jobs when there is more to pick from you know yeah if we've only got you know if well-paying jobs around here is you know like if you think about working in fast food right yeah you're not gonna make you're not making a lot of money you're making yeah. minimum wage you know but if you think about working for some big company like Gulfstream, yeah. well you have to have schooling for that you have to you know you got to know what you're doing all this yeah. stuff to get to get that job so so in when we bring jobs back over. So like, even if you think about working in a, you know, in the food industry, most people don't stay working in fast food, right? Yeah. You know, even if they, you know, they, they work that temporarily or maybe they do stay, but most of the time when you stay in a job like that, the idea of getting a pay raise getting a promotion, stuff like that, like working your way up to the position of being a manager. Well, now you have all this experience, right? You didn't even have to go to school and you could start your own restaurant. You see what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it, it creates, yeah. it is, it creates the opportunity for people to grow inside yeah. of different industries. So when we have jobs available for people, 
you know, it's the same thing with me. It's like, I'm, I have not been to film school. I probably would not be able to make a very good movie right now. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the experience, but I have experience from doing yeah. it. So when we create these opportunities for people to have diversity of work, then we create more opportunity for people to grow and, and, yeah. and to work their way up and, and achieve, yeah. you know, their goals. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of what I'm talking about would, you know, it wouldn't necessarily produce that immediately, but it would help with some of the poverty issues. If someone like Elon Musk were to take a place like Detroit, where yeah. crime rate is super high, it used to be uh, basically the automobile manufacturing, like, yeah place in the u.s there's all of these and old buildings a, and stuff like this a tesla you know. well or not even that let's try and figure out how to retrofit these old buildings to use clean energy and then move tesla in there then move pharmaceutical back to the u.s then yeah you know and now and, infrastructure building is something that would yeah. create a lot of jobs it doesn't create job diversity but in a place sure. like Detroit that's poverty stricken, you can go to training for a year to be an electrician and then yeah. you've got a job, you, you know, you know, you've got job security, yeah, retrofitting these buildings for the next 20 years or so. I, I and I'm going to stick by what I said before. I, and I don't think that needs to necessarily be a part of this, but I think that it can be a result of this. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If we yeah. have this initiative to, to to upgrade and update you know yeah. our current facilities then that just promotes you know that leaves it open for people to move their stuff back yeah. over here and and it's not it's not i don't like i don't like the sneakiness of like well, we'll put this in here and we'll yep. slip that in there and we'll make yep. it 75 million pages yep. long so no one wants to read through it well, like, that's the reason that we don't have another stimulus package. Yeah. You know, it, that's it's literally they, is yes. the reason. And that's my thing is like, we could get so much more done if you would just realize that like, hey, now's not the time. Yeah. You get what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Not everything has to be political. Yeah. Some things can just be good. Yeah. Some things can just be, let's do this because it's good for our people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I would just say his plan if you go to the biden website it's a 10-year plan similar to the green new deal sure. that does it's just stuff like this is going to take a lot longer than 10 years you know and a lot more money than 1.3 trillion but if we I want mean, yes 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 and no i really feel like we overcomplicate everything by making everything political if we, like okay let's imagine a private firm had this plan to go in and start offering to just redo these factories, right? Yeah. It would happen super fast. Yeah. It would just happen. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because because there's not this division in our leader. There wouldn't be division in the leadership. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Go go to. But the problem with that is that they're talking about 100 being on 100 reusable energy. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing: we got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean we do, but we got to like we got to start somewhere. Yeah, but one hundred percent can't happen in ten years. No, There's but no we way. don't we don't need to hit a hundred percent if we even just did one. Yeah, that's progress. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? We get hung up over. I just I don't know. The problem is that the technology is just not quite there yet. Yeah, but We're, like it's almost there. Yeah, but like, how else is it going to get there without us using it? There has to be stuff has to. The people who are developing that tech, right? Yeah. If we don't buy that tech that they have now and start using it, where are they going to get the money to keep yeah. developing it? I mean, you're you're right, but that type of thing has to happen for the the cost of that tech to lower to get lower. Corporations have to buy it, not individuals. Corporations have to start. You know, Amazon has to yeah, go but, green, and uh, that's my point. Is if we start implementing stuff like regulations on like, hey, because we've done it before. I mean, cars are made different now than they were originally because yeah. we have regulations that they had that these corporations have to meet. 
you get what I'm saying? Like if we just started going, hey, if you if you what is it carbon if your carbon footprint or whatever, your corporations, you know, if you're outputting more than X amount of whatever, like you you have to bring like you have to start implementing these yeah. these clean energy sources. You know, that's the same thing with cars. There is like when they test them, there is only a certain amount of I don't even remember what it's called. What do cars put out in exhaust? Like carbon output or whatever. Yeah, like the, it actually they measure that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's you have to meet legal qualifications. So if a company is putting, you know, if their carbon footprint's bigger than X amount, well then you have to restrict it. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So and that's that would and that would that would make it to where hey, we're not going to pay for this for you, but if you want to con- Amazon, if you want to continue to be running as many trucks and vans as you run on a regular basis, you're going to have to figure out a better yeah. source of energy. So, Trump's stance on this basically is uh hey, we're spending too much money on making vehicles more efficient with computers yeah. and stuff like that to squeeze these two extra miles per gallon if we yeah. if we would make more cars, more baseline, lose a lot of the computer technology. There would be, on average, $3,500 less and more Americans would be able to purchase them, therefore having more funds for the tech to move forward to do something about this whole thing in the future. Which is great if we move forward and do it. You get what I'm saying? Otherwise, we just make it worse. So, and that's, here's my thing. If we have, you know, if we're doing a capitalism, right? Hey, let's let's let the corporations make the country better. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Let's make it let's make it instead of seeing these big corporations as enemies all the time because I really do think that the people who run these companies are selfish and want money. But if we can't make it if we can't give them rules that they have to play by, that are beneficial, then, you know, instead of punishing them, the same idea of like, hey, you have this many, you know, trucks that you are running. Well, they, you know, you got to figure out a way to make it clean energy. Well, then that is, now that company is paying these other companies. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the money's just moving. Things are getting made, being, being developed. These clean sources of energy are being implemented. And not even that, like, if we could even find a way to make it to where that sort of, you know, and that's where it comes into competitive, the co- like a competitive market where it's like, hey, Amazon comes over and they're like, yeah, we could pay this company this yeah. much money, but there's this other company over here that is willing to do a deal with, like it just, it opens up for people yeah. to actually, for the money to actually be moving. And that and the part of the problem is, is because of the fact that we let people have these, have their companies in other parts of the world where they don't have to pay the same like taxes aren't the same yeah that's our money going over there there should be regulations about like you get what i'm saying like instead of it being yeah. we need to just we just need to tax them we need to you know everyone's this this that you know the right is like well we need to you know we need to protect our market we need to protect our companies and then the left is like we need to tax the rich and all this stuff yeah. and it's like dude hey what if we just made it better? What if we met in the middle and we found a way to where these companies want to be here? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They want to be here. Yeah. That's how we'll grow. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens, man. It's uh, It'll be interesting to see. The next debate is with um, Pence and Kamala Harris. Mm. So, little, like I said, dude, a little over a month until... Um, election day and yeah we'll see what happens so um, hopefully everybody that watched this hopefully everybody that watched this thing um don't forget it you know we desperately need candidates that are better um looking for looking out for our our citizens best interest and you know neither of these guys really feel like that's what they're doing you know so go out and vote you know and vote vote for you know i don't know man 
I don't know what who to tell you to vote for. I wouldn't say my suggestion would be the best anyway. I want to vote for whoever Ghislaine Maxwell is not voting for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's got to suck up to both of them. You know, she's got to like both of them. But it's like whichever one she chooses, dude, that's the one that's, that she's got the videotape, you know. So I'm going to go with the other one. But, yeah, so you had a story that you wanted to tell about a YouTube video. Oh, I'm mad. Yeah, what is it? All right, so you know Trey. Yeah. His little cousin, Zach. Yeah. One day was like, y'all should go check out my new YouTube video. I uploaded it today. He's like 12. Yeah. And it gets like 20. It's called Cheetos and Fish Sticks. Yeah, basically. It's like 20-something views. Like, Yeah. Or it may have been more than I don't remember really. But we, you know, we go check it out, like it and all that. And then Trey just jokingly is like, well, I'm starting a YouTube channel. And I'm going to get more views than you was his whole thing. So he does it. And he only uploads. This is how his YouTube videos are made, right? Let's... We're just doing something. Yeah. What's up? That's it. That long. That's how yeah. long they are. Five seconds, maybe. Yeah. Uploads them with a random title. Yeah. Dude, he put one of me on his YouTube channel of me saying, it's five seconds long. I said, what is this, TikTok? He named it Dragon Age Origins Walkthrough Part 7. It has 1.2, <laughs> dude, 1.2 thousand views in two weeks. Dude. And we're getting 60 yeah. on a good day? Yeah. What? It, YouTube is messing with me yeah. for sure. Yeah. I've known that for a minute. Messing dude. with me. How Maybe that's that, just the kind dude? of stuff we should start naming our. How is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've never gotten that many views on a YouTube no. video. Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner goes to the flea market. That's what I'm going to name this episode. <laughs> we should start doing that and just see what happens. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely clickbait. Yeah. The title and the picture have nothing to do with the episode at all. Yeah. yeah. We Photoshop a picture of Caitlyn Jenner at the flea market. Yeah, it's discouraging, man. Sometimes it is. I mean, I've I don't think I've talked about it uh, on the show yet. Switch to me real quick. Yes, yeah, I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet, but um, I have been experiencing some hardcore burnout just with, and not burnout as in I'm not interested in creating content as much anymore it's more that just the political climate and stuff that's going on uh it's just rough it's taken a little bit of a toll on me and so i haven't paid as much attention to it lately as i typically do i haven't dived deep on anything and um a couple things you know that are the reason behind that is that there's you know reason uh reason has just been thrown out of the window by both political sides in my opinion that's one thing the other thing is the uh QAnon movement um and the discredit you know here's the thing conspiracy theory the word the words conspiracy theory um or the phrase rather is something that i hate because it has uh, people have such a negative perspective on what it is. They think aliens, they think Bigfoot, they think that kind of stuff, uh, first and foremost, which that doesn't even fall into the conspiracy world. That would be more like cryptozoology. A conspiracy is two people, more than one person, getting together and deciding to do something, whether it be good or bad. And so conspiracy theory is the theories on what these groups of people have decided to do in the process nowadays a lot of that stuff is confirmed or denied quickly um QAnon, that movement is something that i like liked at first because uh it seemed like a lot of people were starting to wake up now you have members of the truth community people yeah. who some people believe that the earth is flat Okay, some people believe that we never went to the moon. I believe that we live in, you know, a simulation probably 
that that doesn't make any of the stuff that we experience less real. We don't know anything other than that, you know, but that's the kind of stuff. And we have these people trusting the president, Donald Trump, to have a plan and that all of these elites, um, Barack Obama, Michelle, Michelle Obama, the Clintons, Ben, and then and then all the Hollywood people, all of the Corona is a ploy to get everybody to stay inside so that we can, they can safely arrest all of these elites. Okay. Like, like, like the public has access to all these people to get in the way of them arresting them on a regular day. Yeah. When's the last time you were walking down River Street and saw Hillary and passed Hillary Clinton? I think it might um never, I think. No. So it just further discredits especially stuff. in today's climate. They go, "Oh, it's Trump's the QAnon is Trump supporters." And it just gets dismissed. Yeah. It 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 devalues and discredits what conspiracy theories are and it's a it's, it's disrespectful a, is what it is. It's a group of, you know. Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe yeah. maybe and, people and, are and planted, that's the other dude. thing. It could be controlled opposition. It could be any of that stuff. It could, you know, Q could very well be some 42-year-old guy living in a studio apartment, you know, eating top ramen for dinner every night. Nobody knows who, who it is. And so um, with that, I just got you know, discouraged for a bit um, whenever it comes to diving deep and some of that stuff. Uh, I'll be, I have another project starting up within the next couple of weeks. It's another podcast that won't necessarily happen every week or on a schedule. Um, you know, we decided that we wanted to start doing some really deep dives on relevant topics in today's society. And so this will be with Skinny Rick's dad and I with uh, Skinny Rick producing. Senior Rick, they call yeah. him. Senior Rick. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, um, you ready to go? Sure. Cool. Let's go ahead and get out of here. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at TBAT Quinn. Mine is at TBAT E-R-I-C-K. Skynrick. Skynrick on Twitter. Uh, follow me for not political reasons. Yeah. Just don't follow me in person. Yeah, clean humor is what we got over here. No poli- no political on the Skinny Rick page. No titter, none of that. Yeah. It's just, I don't do I don't do titter, dude. Yeah. So, I don't like it. Yeah, I, but apparently... So I only have 15 or 16... 16 followers and i've had 15 for like a year yeah because i got them all right at the beginning of when i created the channel dude and then out of nowhere some random person off titter just followed me and i was like okay yeah (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) thanks (laughs) like doesn't interact with my stuff like it's probably just a bot and i'm just like i'll take it great (laughs) yeah we're good dude Let's get out of here, man. Thank you all for watching again, and we will see you all next time.